Yo, what's good, guys? It's your boy, Mr. Rated R Mario from the Lucha Outsiders Show. And this is what we got for episode 90. I'm going to keep this short and simple. NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam Breakdown. Also, I'm going to tell you my experience attending something to wrestle with, Bruce Prichard Live. And probably some other tidbits here and there. All this and much, much more. Now, on to the show. Get that shit out of your head! You are now listening to Lucha Outsiders Show. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsiders Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. I'm Leo. That's Amario. The heal the seal, the heal the villainous thing, chilling the anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R. And we're going to take on a nice little journey. Hopefully not three hours like last motherfucking week. But it was okay. It was good, though. It was good. We're going to take you guys on a little journey, talk about everything that's going on in the wrestling world, and a little bit more. Remember, at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. And if you miss this, you can still listen to us on the podcast version. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, La Mesa App, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Ray, you come. about to finish. Very easy. about to finish. That will be Leo. Do you have to time it like that? What do you mean? Like Then it will be Leo. Like you couldn't just time it any other way? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, probably, yeah, you're going to blame me. It's okay, though. But, guys, share the video. Let the people know that we're here. Show the love. Listen to the podcast version. We, this is taking you guys behind the curtain. Every time when we do the show the next day, what, the first hour, hour and a half, or however long the show is, we actually listen to it. And, yeah. we, and we laugh about it, which is the worst part. Because we know what we said. I listened to the whole show, and I'm like, uh, my biggest critic, I guess. Yeah. And I'll go but, like, but we oh, have to be, though. I don't like doing this. I don't like doing that. But see, you can't say that because your jokes are horrible. And every single week, not oh, only no, but this, I know that. Not only in this show, but in other shows, you continue to do oh, the same thing. But, but that's my shtick. Congratulations. You played yourself. Do you want to share the audience what, um, what you was wearing before you went No, by? fuck you. No, we're keeping it kayfabe. Let's go. Carry on. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's up, people? Thanks to everybody. James that's... is already there. He'll probably go fucking. <laughs> Thanks to everybody that's joining the Facebook Live for episode 90 of the Lucha Outsiders show. Yeah. Um, And for those that listen to the podcast version of the show. Yeah, no. And, and, and what happens is we have a lot of people that actually listen to the podcast version because, you know what? You guys can't be part of the, the Facebook Live because, you know, people drive and things like that. But the great thing about the podcast version is that you can download it. That you can hear it whenever you want. That you can pause it. We're not going to go anywhere because it's there for you guys to read it. I mean, to hear it. 
and we've actually had people go back and listen to other shows. Yeah. That like so we talk about the Luigi's a lot. You know we've gotten a, a couple of more hits on the Luigi's since the last time we did the show. So which is good. The Luigi's. The Luigi's. You said the Luigi's right now. I said the Luigi's. Okay, yeah. the Luigi's. Don't hit the button, please. No, no. I said congratulations. Don't. You played yourself. I just me. Okay. So what's up to everybody that's here on the Facebook chat with us? Nathan Shoot. Yeah. Uh, guess who I'm gonna meet on Friday? No idea. Let us know. Uh, Chris Brown always with the fire. Um. And we're going to get to it, the whole, you know, Rowan being uh being by himself. No, who got hurt? Harper got hurt. Eric Rowan got hurt. Oh, and We're going to talk about that towards the end. Yeah, no, so so Chris Brown has already given some things that we can do, mm-hmm. um, which is more lo- along the lines of what you posted on our page. Which got, is getting a lot of traction. Yeah, yeah. Which, guys, you can also like the page at Lucha Outsiders. And Let the people know that we are here. Follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on the Instagrams at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, pretty much. In the Instagrammies. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into business and cover everything that happened this past weekend and this mm-hmm. week um, when WWE took over Brooklyn, New York. Did, um, they, did they take over Brooklyn? They did take over. No pun intended on Saturday, but they, they did no. take over uh, Brooklyn. But... Let's tell you guys how you can support us. Yes. You can head over to collarnoblebrand.com. Use our promo code LuchaRadar. It will save you 10% on your next purchase. The likes of Al Snow, Kurt Angle, yeah. Nia Jax, Brian Cage. Mr. Radar. Yours truly. So many others rock Collar Noble Brand. Use our promo code LuchaRadar. It will save you 10%. You can get a shirt. You can get a hat. You can get jerseys. You can have a shit ton of stuff over there. It's a very comfortable brand. Be mm-hmm. unique. Be different. And be comfortable. So. Yeah. Lucha Radar, Colinable Brand, support them, follow them, and yeah, buy buy their shit so you can support us. Yeah, and also, go ahead. They can support us directly. Directly. Right? Head over to LoshRadio.com, pick up a shirt, pick up a hat. Sponsor for a Poodle Brand. Poodle Brand, Poodle Net. Mm-hmm. Poodle um, Brand.net. There are, what do you call them? They are, not a sponsor. They are our sponsor, but they're also like. They're collaborators. Yes. They, 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 no, there's another word for they, it. They create our merchandise, if you will. Director of marketing? Okay, too far. <laughs> so, yeah, pick up a hat, pick up a shirt. Um, pick and, up both. Yeah, and, you know, the more we sell these, the more our next line of stuff. Because this is technically our second line, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we first did the red shirts. And if you guys don't have those, you can let us know. I think we have a couple of them that... Um, we can, uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, we also did the the black uh, Paul Heyman style shirt. Which we is ha- the current one, the ECW yep. style. And we have the hats for that one too. And, and uh, we're working on a little something, something. Yeah, that'll be our next. Uh, Mario knows. Mario knows. That'll be something new. Yes. New, 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 new. New world order. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Um, oh, of course. Uh, talk to the people. My daughter's having an issue. Don't have kids. If you can learn Congratulations. anything. Congratulations. You played yourself. Don't get married. Don't have kids. Just saying. I'll be back. While Leo is handling his business of being a father, you know. Yeah. So uh, a lot of stuff has happened this past week with um, SummerSlam, TakeOver, Monday Night Raw, and, and SmackDown. A lot of stuff has happened. But before we get into talking about all that stuff, uh, just a couple tidbits real quick. So I was just listening to Gerald's podcast that dropped today. And it was the All In episode. So if you guys have been living under a rock, All In is happening mm, next week. It's actually happening next week. So they had uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. I recommend you guys to listen to this episode. Um, it was really, really good. A lot of information 
on that episode. Um, and it kind of takes you a little bit behind the scenes on pretty much the um, the setup to All In and how this, it was a, just an idea. Well, first it was a bed and then it became an idea and then it grew into something else. And, and some of the behind the scenes stuff happening in All In, stuff that you don't see in Being the Elite and also All Us. Really, really good listen. I recommend you guys uh, check it out. Also, kind of gives you an idea where their heads are at you know not only with all in but going forward it's very very intriguing also even some of the stuff that jericho drops on this episode so i recommend you guys listen to that um without giving too much information because i you know no spoilers here also um this past weekend saturday before uh before i attended uh takeover because i was there at takeover um i i attended uh Bruce Pritchard, um, something to wrestle with. Man, what a real, real good show. It was a really good show. I recommend, if you guys haven't seen Bruce Pritchard live, um, something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard, Conrad Thompson, their, their guests that they have coming into the show, it's hilarious. It's a lot of funny stuff. Even if you're, if you're not, like, not liking so much of the current product, they they have a lot of good old school stories, and Bruce is just a really really funny guy. He was telling this story on um. He was telling this story about um about Shane and they don't talk about this on the podcast, so I might as well just share it with you guys. So they were talking about this um how Shane wanted to get his ear pierced and Vince was just like no no no. So Shane decided to play a prank on Vince and he decided to uh, put a clip on earring on, and. You know, he was kind of just walking around the house or whatever. And Vince goes like, what is that? And Shane goes like, what, what, what? And he was kind of just like flaunting like his ear and his head and stuff. Uh-huh. And then Vince went to go like yank the earring off of Shane. Uh-huh. And he obviously yanked it off because it was just a clip on. Yeah. So Shane starts laughing like, ha ha, got your dad or whatever. And then Vince is like, ha ha, pal. Yeah, that was a good one, pal. Ha ha. So, <laughs> like, no selling it whatsoever. No selling. He was like, yeah, <laughs> you got me there, pal. And then what he ends up doing is he ends up grabbing. They were somehow in the kitchen. Okay. He grabs Shane's head, puts it on the counter, grabs a knife, and he's like, you want to fuck with me? You want your ears pierced? Huh? Huh? And apparently, Linda was crying, and Stephanie was in the background cheering her father on. Of course, of course, you know that was gonna happen. Then he was starting telling this story about Vince and Bruce Pritchard smoking, and and Vince is like a, a germaphobe apparently. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, he tells Bruce like it, Bruce passes passes him the roach, and uh-huh. then Vince grabs the roach and he goes like, "You put your lips on this." He's like, "It's uh, all wet." Yeah. So finally, he he <laughs> takes a hit off. He takes barely a hit. He goes, like "Okay." This. He goes like this a little I, ha- I have a hit. He goes like this. Oh, oh God, Bruce! Oh, oh, (laughs) I recommend you guys check out Bruce Pritchard's live shows and Conrad Thompson. He's he's just hilarious too. If you enjoy the podcast, if you Mm. if you if you never even listen to the podcast and you just want like some old school stories with with comedy in it, check out Bruce Pritchard live. Where if if they're down in Florida, because I know we got a lot of Florida listeners and. And wherever, wherever, if if you see if you see somewhere around your area or you're on vacation or something and I don't know if you're out of town and 
you say, oh, Bruce Prince is having a live show. I recommend you guys check it out. There's a lot of good stories. You're going to laugh your ass off. They do talk a little bit about the current product. Um, but it's more story heavy. It's more story heavy, and mm-hmm. it's just funny. Nice. It's definitely funny. Uh, me and Kev, uh, you know, attended the show. Shout out to Kev. And he doesn't, he's not really a, much of a, a podcast guy. Okay. He just started getting into podcasts recently, and, and he knows who Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard is, obviously mm-hmm. Brother Love or whatever, but he had no clue who Conrad Thompson was. And he said he would he would definitely attend another show. That's how good it was. Well, I, I think with, with all the time that Bruce has spent in the wrestling uh, atmosphere and, and, and in wrestling itself, there has to be a thousand stories. There has to be stories that he probably doesn't even remember. And having a conversation with somebody, they come back to him. So that's why it's good that they are story heavy. Because you don't get the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have some of these wrestlers that they always talk or, you know, or back office people that always talk just about the same thing. But, you know, with somebody like Bruce Pritchard, who's been in the wrestling world for so long, again, you're going to always be there for, for a good show. No, absolutely. So. And it was uh, it was kind of like a good um, appetizer for the, the rest of the festivities. Yeah. So so it was a good lead in. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, Kevin that doesn't listen to podcasts at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he enjoyed the show. He thought it was a great fucking show. Nice. Really, really good show. So I recommend you guys, like I said, recommend uh you guys checking out Bruce Pritchard or whatever, because you're you're gonna laugh your ass off and there's gonna be a lot of stories mm-hmm. in there. Just just like here, you know, straight comedy. Congratulations. You played yourself. Sorry. And if you guys are on Facebook Live and you see us looking down at our phones, it's not that we're not paying attention to you guys. It's that we're sharing the video so we can get more people to uh, uh, come in and say hello. You know, uh, you guys can do the same thing. You can share the video. You can also put it on uh, different groups that you guys are on and also chime in on the conversation. So then people on your uh, Facebook can also uh, join in the fun. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, guys, if you want to stay in touch with us, um, follow us on all social media, the Instagram, the Twitter. And Where can they follow me? Like us on Facebook. Excuse me? Where can they follow me? At uh, Show Futboleo on Instagram. Just Instagram? You're pushing it. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can follow yours truly at Rated R since 87. Slide into his DMs, ladies. We need to get you an old man drop. We really no, do. we don't. Yes, we, I, I no, think we people don't. in the chat would agree no, that we, we need to get you an old no, man drop. No, we don't. Listen, I you, am a third. I'm a vibrant thirty-six. Listen, you wear glasses now. You, you're using fuck the, you, bro. You're using the pens. No, I don't. Um, you're getting that. What is it? Uh, help me! I can't get up. What is it called? Call alert. What is that called? Life alert. <laughs> you're using that, bro. Come on, just live the gimmick, old man Leo. OML. What you say? You're an old man. Fuck you. <laughs> Life alert. <laughs> Life alert. Okay, so let's talk about Takeover because Takeover yeah. was really, really good. Um, we're not gonna talk about the dark matches because they're gonna be shown on today's yeah, episode. Yeah, and, and that's spoilers, and we don't do that. And we definitely don't do that. So the the opening match was Undisputed Era, Kyle Riley and Roger Strong defending their NXT Tag Titles against Mustache Mountain. This was probably yes. my second. Third favorite match of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, this is their their third go around the rubber match, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I did a post um the following day on Sunday. 
And it was like, it, it's crazy to think that Kyle Riley, that, that he had a little stint as a singles guy, but he mostly, you know, was in tag teams, like Future yeah. Shock with Adam Cole and obviously Red Dragon with Bobby Fish. Um, he's a great talent. Mm-hmm. And then you have Roddy Strong, Roderick Strong, you know, for the most part, he's also been mostly a singles guy. Yeah. But they've worked the indies together. They, they were in Ring of Honor for years together. And it's crazy to think that both of these guys as a tag team have a lot of fucking chemistry. Yeah, and and it's funny because these same guys are the ones that have really good chemistry against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of wrestlers that say, you know what, when I whenever I fought this guy, we'll just call it in the ring. Yeah. You know, we didn't have to, like, just we just know the finish and then we'll figure it out from there. Um, but... And and you have, and it's funny because you did post it on our page, they do have that chemistry. They have a lot of good chemistry. Yeah, yeah they do. They really do. So, um, it was a really good match. Like I said, it was my second or third favorite uh, match of the night. Just a back and forth. Um, Trent Seven and, and Tyler Bate just not giving up. Um, you know, for a huskier guy, Trent Seven, he could definitely go in the ring. Yeah. Um, and Tyler Bate, you know, for such a young guy he's just incredible in the ring some of the things that he comes up with and we were both right in our prediction undisputed era did go over uh-huh so we did get that one right yeah all right we, we definitely Ooh. got that right there's no business to to have a the mustache mountain defeat um you know undisputed era for the tag titles because you know they're going to be in the nxt uk Especially with all these other UK promotions that are involved with it, like progress wrestling and stuff and yeah you I, you, you don't want to lose that and I also think the NXT UK brand are still going to be involved with the regular NXT. So uh-huh. I don't, there was no business for them to win those NXT titles, tag titles. They're okay. They're probably going to win the UK tag titles. So you, you think that that's down the line? I think, I think that's the move. If I was booking the okay. territory, if you will. And, and you know, we like doing that. Mm-hmm. So no, and, and you know what? We're really looking forward to this UK brand because. It gives us another layer of, uh, you know, another layer of things that we can watch, things that we can enjoy. Um, Because at the end of the day, like we were talking about last week, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you need that extra, you need extra people. You need uh, competition in order for your brand, for your show to be really good. Mm -hmm. And I think even though it's still under the WWE banner, I think having um, the UK something, whatever they're going to call it, I think that that's good for them too. Speaking about NXT UK, they definitely did show like little commercials and they probably did show it on the network too. Um, I didn't, I don't remember watching because I ended up watching NXT TakeOver like the next morning. Uh I don't remember seeing the commercials, but at least in the arena. Okay. They show little commercials like oh NXT UK coming soon. I think they did show it on the network and and if you guys have been following the dirt sheets, I believe this weekend they're gonna crown the the first ever NXT uh, UK women's champion. Nice. We're definitely gonna relieve, uh reveal that. No, when no, it does no. happen because we haven't even revealed the the first set of tapings because they I think they have like one or two episodes already in the bank. Yeah, and and again that's why we we say here that that we're not gonna do that because they were just giving it away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't want to do that. We want to make sure that you guys get a chance to watch it because we can go ahead and give you a spoiler, but it's gonna be all out of date and it makes more sense even though we may know the finish. 
but it makes more sense when once you watch it in story mode. Yeah, we knew about uh Tommaso Ciampa, you know, defeating Alistair Black for the NXT title for for weeks, and we didn't mm-hmm. do a post till the day after that NXT episode there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So hey, if if you and your friends are tired of of getting spoilers, hey, let them know. At mm-hmm. Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Yeah. So uh, O'Reilly and and Strong retained. So the next match. Our By the prob- way, our, our graphics guy just got on point and he put it up on the screen. Just saying. Okay, well, we're, 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 we're moving on to that. Okay, but just keep, keep on just saying. Give a big up to our graphics guy. Okay, okay, well, okay. <laughs> um, so the next match, arguably the, no, I mean, it's not even arguably, it, it just was. Even though it wasn't a bad match, but it was probably the weakest one out of the whole show. Okay. Still a good match. Why? I... <laughs> I don't know, man. It, part of me feels like okay. So I'm talking about EC3 and Velveteen Dream. Yes, which that's the one that I was looking forward to. And we were both right. Dream did go over. Uh-huh. But um, how can I say this? I feel like EC3 doesn't mesh well with NXT. I don't know why. See like him, you want him in the main roster. He's more of a a, a main card kind of guy, and and it's and it's kind of sad to say that because NXT is obviously a better product than the main uh-huh. roster. But like. I don't know what it is about EC3, but I feel like he's not really, for me, okay. I can't speak for anybody else. At least for me, he's not really connecting with me too much in NXT, and I and I really don't know why. Um, I mean, the match was good. It was cool. It was clean, but I don't think it, it, it wasn't nothing like, oh, my God, did you see Dream in EC3? I think you were looking for one more thing. Like, like you needed... Something to add to that match, something to add to that story, and that's where it fell short. Mm-hmm. Because now, if you were to put that match on SummerSlam, it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But you having it in NXT, where now the bar is set even higher, that's why that match falls so flat on its face. I mean, and it's not that the match fell on its face, because I, I definitely don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. But um, it just... Compared to some of the other stuff that we saw in the show, yeah. it was you know probably the 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 weakest one of them. It was still an entertaining match, but it was still the weakest match on the card. Okay, but the but um there were some spots there. Uh, Velveteen Dream, that dude. Do you oh, think he's the future? He is the future, and and I hope when he whenever he does get called up, I hope Triple H is already handling the books. I hope so too. You don't want to see a character like that get ruined like so many other former NXT talent in the main roster. Yeah. Cause that that dude is special, man. With the, with that gimmick, which is and I said this in past episodes, that gimmick is not for everybody. And that it's gimmick tricky. That gimmick could be a complete failure, but that dude is knocking it out of the park. He believes in his gimmick. He he's a believable guy. His entrances are amazing. His attire is always different. Um which in his attire, he kind of stir up the 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 interwebs and does he have heat? Does he not have heat? Apparently, on apparently, um, and this is alleged. We we don't know the full story because you know we do know a lot of companies like to to throw stuff out there in the universe because they want to work the the. Of course, you want more eyes on the product. Exactly. So, so apparently. He says, she said, uh, Velveteen Dream got a, maybe a tad bit of heat because of the tights that he's wearing. Okay. On the back of his tights, on the rear of his yes. tights, it said, Vince, call me up. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah. Triple H, Triple H got a, a, a chuckle out of that. Triple H did get a, a, a chuckle out of that. He And he said on record, which he could be the kayfabing the audience or it could, yeah. be, it could be a shoot. He said he did get a call. And he kind of said in, in the lines like, you know, Velveteen Dream, he, you know, he should be always ready for that call, whether it's a good one or a bad one. So, well, I mean, I mean. It's good at what he's doing, and 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 I think both you and I here we're fans of Velveteen Dream mm-hmm. because you know he's he's doing and we're rooting for him because of the gimmick, because we said it before it could fail, and it could fail hard, but he's making it work, which is what you're looking for. Um, now would that transfer over to the main roster? I th- I think the only way he's going to translate in the main roster is once Triple H handles the book because Vince ain't going to know what to do with. A guy like Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's hope something happens. So the the next match, my favorite match of the whole weekend. Adam Cole, Ricochet, Jesus <sighs> fucking Christ! Wow! Oh my god! That match hit and everything and anything, and they could have even given us more. If you're familiar with both guys outside of the WWE. Well, and now go, going into this, we thought that Ciampa and Gargano was going to be the match of the uh, of the weekend, correct? And that will, we were completely wrong because I know we'll, 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 we'll get, get to that. We'll get but there. what I'm saying is, we'll get there. This kind of snuck up on us because we know both guys. I we don't know what they could do. I don't do. think it snuck up on me. I just figured like it'll probably be like second or third. Best match of the whole week. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. But best match? I, you know, it, we know the potential. We know what both guys could do. But wow, man, this match was fucking amazing. And I remember me and Kev watching um, this match and the spot, which we ended up posting it on the yes. page. Yes. Where Ricochet hits the backflip and then Adam Cole super kicks him. The second I saw that, I'm like, that's going to be a GIF. Of course. That's going to be a GIF. And to me, that was the spot of the night, spot of the weekend in my book. Well, it, it, was, it, was, uh, it was something different. It was something uh, out of left field, something that, you know what, we haven't seen before because I, I don't think I've seen this, the, that move. Have you? I've seen variations of it and. I've seen other talent do it. Okay. Something similar to that. But it was fucking great. It, it was amazing. I, I fucking loved the match. Um, we were both wrong. We thought uh, Cole was going to retain. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricochet ended up capturing the, the NXT North American Championship. Yes, but I'm not, ma- I'm not mad about it because, you know, there could be a potential rematch there. Or maybe this is going to move up Cole on to the cards to bigger and better things. Well, we hope so. Because uh, to me, the, the 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 work that Adam Cole is doing in NXT, it's like a, a modern Shawn Michaels. N- mm-hmm. And not just based on some of their work ethic. It's more in the sense like his character, uh-huh. the the snarkiness, the the heel that he's playing onto the, on the show. Um, he thinks he's always, uh, he's always a step ahead yeah. from his opponent. And um, even if you look at that clip where he super kicks him, his reaction to when Ricochet's onto the mat and he goes for the pin, 
was very Shawn Michaels esque. Yeah, like nonchalant. Yeah, like very you know, Shawn. Just lay on him. Ve- very, very Shawn Michaels esque. So um, that match was fucking great. I loved every bit of it. And yeah, uh, Ricochet is now your North American uh, champion, which which is a good look, um, because you know we follow Ricochet, you know, in in, in the other promotions that he's been on, mm-hmm. and, and kind of follow his line of work. But you also have to see when they come in to NXT because they're not even the main roster; they're just coming into NXT. It's good that you know so fast they're able to give them a title, mm-hmm. and this is where this North American title comes into, you know, where where you don't have to always go for the NXT championship. This is another championship that you know he's holding gold. We know what he's able to do. We know the the upswing on this guy. So let's see what he could do, see how he can connect with the people. Yeah. And and it was a crazy match. It was really, really good. Um so the next match and yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. So the next match was uh Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane, right? So I was talking to my boy X and Yuri, um shout outs to them. They they were actually at the show too. Nice. And we were texting back and forth and I'm like, yo, Shayna Baszler's gonna go over. Of course. And so I'm like, Shayna Baszler is going to go over. And I'm like, you know what? I'll catch this match on the network or whatever. So I uh-huh. went to go bullshit with X and Yuri or whatever. To my surprise. Uh-uh. Oh, contrary, mon frere. I had to give myself the biggest. Congratulations. You played yourself. Because fucking Kyrie Sane went over. I was in complete mm-hmm. shock. I'm like, wow. So I'm like, damn. Now I definitely got to check out this match. Um, you so know, now you know that for NXT, you can't go and take a break. Well, it's not even that. And you know what? The. It's not even that. I just was almost positive. There's no way Shayna Baszler's yeah, yeah. gonna lose this because you know Kyrie Sane did beat Shayna Baszler at the Mayon Classic last yep. year. Um, you know Kyrie Sane is gonna catch a receipt. Yeah. You know, and and my thing this whole time was like, yo, Shayna Baszler should not lose the championship until no, 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 Mania you, of you, next you year. Need, you need to save her. You need to and protect her. the way she's built. She's just yeah. going through talent. That that was my whole idea. Right? Yeah. Man, I was shocked, and watching the the match the very next night, I mean, the next morning, I mean, man, the match was fucking great. Yeah. Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane, you know, it was better than their May Young Classic Would you match. put that number two? Of the night? No. Okay. Probably number three. Okay. Um, Yeah, probably a close number three. Um, The match was really, really good. It was really entertaining. The, 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 the audience was really into the match. And yeah, Kyrie Sane is now your new uh, women's champion in NXT, and... There were some rumors that did come out uh, recently. There's some buzz. There's some talk that possibly Shayna Baszler is going to get called up. Um, we don't know. We got to wait and see, especially now this talk with the four four yeah. horse women versus four horse women. But, you know, leading on to what we saw in SummerSlam, we're not so sure about that. But I do have a kind of a, whatchamacallit, a fantasy, fantasy book. booking idea that I will talk about when we talk about the Ronda Rousey match. Okay. Um. I kind of got to wait and see, but, you know, I know a lot of people, and I talked about this last week, I know a lot of people give Shayna Baszler shit. Like, oh, she's too green. She doesn't do nothing for me. But I don't know. For me, she's like that Brock Lesnar type role. She's just a bully. She she knows her character well. She's just a bully. And, you know, I was a bit shocked that uh-huh. she do, did lose the title. But who knows? Maybe she'll regain it at WWE Evolution. We don't know. Well, and, and that's the thing, because now you, you need to remember that all this stuff that we're looking at right now is because they're building towards something. Mm-hmm. 
you know, whether it's, it's, you know, evolution, whether it's, you know, the Royal Rumble, but what happens now is you have, um, all these women kind of working their way up to be at evolution. You know that none of them want to stay out of that pay-per-view. No, 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 no. And it would be a shame if, you know, some of the, the fan favorites or, like, top heels are not booked for this WWE Evolution. So yeah. and we're going to definitely talk about uh, WWE Evolution um, in a little bit. So main event time, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, last man standing match for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, I know they call it the NXT title, but I call it a world title because to me, one, that's the most prestigious title no, it's a, in it's the a world title. And two, I, you know, to me, it is a world title. So, how can I say this? The match wasn't bad. It was good. Mm-hmm. They they had some spots in there. Okay. But compared to the first two, it was very underwhelming. Well, and, and remember... And remember... What we were talking about last week. Yeah. If this was the end all be all, then yes, it's going to be an awesome match because that's the top of the, the first two. It was, it was a good match. It, yeah. you know, there's no, 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 no. But but again, it kind of goes back to, to what you and I always talk about where sometimes we put expectations so high on, mm-hmm. on a match mm-hmm. that when we see it, we're like, oh, this sucked a two. But then when you watch it again, it's like, okay, it was a hard seven, a hard eight. I think, and and me and X were talking about this later on the night. Um, the finish to me was a bit like Fugazi, because mm-hmm. I feel like the transition from the super kicks then to the knee, and then Gargano selling his knee to the floor and not getting up. I like it was a smart way. the The actual finish where Champa ends up s- slipping by and ends up he's laying on the ground off the stage, and then he just kind of slides off to stand up. Yeah, that was smart. But the part for me that kind of felt flat was the transition to get to that point. Okay. The super kicks. It, and it, then and then the knee to the face. And it just, it, it's kind of like, how can I describe it? When Gargano kept on grabbing Ciampa's face and just talking and whatever, it kind of reminded me a little bit of what Randy Orton's doing with Jeff Hardy right now. Okay. So it's too it's too close. It's, it's too just, soon. It's, it's too close for comfort for me. Okay. And the transition, it just, I don't know, man. It just it didn't do it for me, mm-hmm. and like I said, the match was good. I'm not saying it was a shit match, and and who knows if we didn't see one and two from the past, it was an okay match. It would have been a great match. Yeah. We probably wouldn't be like judging it or criticizing it. No, the way but we are. but you want to be that. But way. after seeing the first two matches, it's like, come on, man! Like you guys fell flat. You you want to be that way because you know what? You, and and it's funny because you said this at the beginning of the show, and I don't know if anybody picked it up. We are very critical of ourselves. That's why we go ahead and we listen to the show the next day. I'm a thousand percent sure that Gargano and Ciampa, the next day or the same night, watch that match again. And they probably said to themselves, it was good, but we could have done better. It's nowhere near the first exactly. or the second one. Exactly. It doesn't touch it. Yeah. It does not touch it at all. So, But but does it take away from the match being a good match? No, no not at and, all. And, not at all. And overall, TakeOver was great. But I was actually having this this conversation with with, with my boy, you know, with X and Yuri and, and Kev. If you look at all the takeovers this year, this one, in my opinion, mm-hmm. while it was a great takeover, because takeovers are always great. Yes. 
it was the weakest one of this year. It was a little low. And, and it, doesn't, little. it doesn't mean that it wasn't a great show. Yeah. And it, it kind of sucks that we're saying this about a great show. But when you're so used to takeovers being so great. The bar set uh-huh. to a, a crazy number, mm-hmm. which you can't get to it every, every time. Exactly. But exactly. if you get to 90% of that number, it's still a very enjoyable show. Oh, no. Takeover was great. And it was yeah. still the show of the weekend. Uh, Shayna Baszler is the Arn Anderson to Rondo's Ric Flair. That's what our people are saying. Uh, the Enforcer, Shayna Baszler. I like it. I like it. Uh, people were saying also, too, that the match was great between Gargano and Ciampa until the finish. Yeah, the, the finish was, like I said, a bit fugazi. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is that they're thinking that they're getting ready to bring her up. What up to Jamie Salmons, James Espanto, and all the other people that are in the chat with us. Guys, share this video. Let the people know that we are here. And remember to share the love. Brother love. No? Okay, sorry. No! No! Also, let me remind no! you guys to... No! Wait, what? what? Oh. Also, let me remind you guys to check us out our podcast Ooh. version if you can't Ooh. listen to the entire show live. Yes, yeah, the Lucha Outsider oh. show. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, La Mescla app, uh, Stitcher, wherever yeah. you download, listen to your podcast. And shout out to James Esponto who downloaded the Mescla app just for us. Yeah, man. Thank you, buddy. Dale. SummerSlam. Yay. No? Hey. I thought it was a good show. Did I, I didn't, no, I didn't, see, I didn't fucking take a screen for that. I thought it was going to do but anyway. SummerSlam, I thought SummerSlam was a good show. I mean, it was no takeover, but I thought it was a good show. It had its moments. It had mm. some mom- some questionable moments, but uh, it was a good show for WWE. And it's sad to say that because we're so used to show- WWE main roster shows being so bad that when we, you know, that when we get like, a semi-mediocre show, we're like, hey, it wasn't a bad show. Like, you're surprised that it did so well in your eyes. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be better than TakeOver, but I thought it was a good show. Yeah. So the pre-show, we had uh, Cien Almas, Selena Vega, uh, defeating Lana and Rusev. There's not really much to talk about here. Um, Selena Vega picked up the win, uh, pinning Lana, you know, putting her foot on the ropes, and her little little ass managed to reach, and she almost fucked yes. that part up. Yeah, she did. She, she almost fucked up that spot because she couldn't reach, but somehow she, you know, she squeezed. But um, she ended up uh, defeating Lana and Rusev. We were wrong in that prediction, but but if we could bring it full circle, last night in SmackDown, Lana and Rusev did get that win back mm-hmm. with the help of um, they're, they're Juan to Juan with the help of uh, Aiden, Aiden English. English. So it looks like Rusev Dave is still as a whole. Yeah, and and we were we were talking about this last show where you know a lot of people, the fots, the friends of the show, mm-hmm. were saying that Aiden English was going to turn on them. Yeah, and, and and I was saying, and I was telling in last week's show also, I was telling the the, the friends of the show, the fots, I was telling them like, yo, Rusev Dave, there, there's something there. Keep them as yeah. a trio still. Like, don't split them up yet. No, no, no don't no. don't have Rusev turn on Aiden English or Aiden English turning on Rusev. Don't do that yet because. I think there's still money to be made there. Yeah, no, and I think if you jump the gun, it's going to be a waste of time mm-hmm. because Rusev Day is hot. Let it be hot Yeah. before it becomes stale. Mm-hmm. So, um, next match. 
Cedric Alexander defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Drew Gulak. Fun match. It was about uh, 10 minutes, a little over 10 minutes. Um, we were right. Mm-hmm. Cedric was going to go over. I think future we're going to look into uh, looking into the future. We're going to see Leo Rush eventually be the challenger yeah. for that Cruiserweight title. And I think he's going to be the one dethroning Cedric Alexander for that title. Do you think so? I think so. Even though, man, I think so. We haven't said this phrase a lot, but you know how they call Tommy Dreamer the heart and soul of ECW? Yes. They, that, that was his moniker for years. Yeah. And people still call him that to this day, even though he has his own little promotion mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, but he's still the heart and soul. To me, Mustafa Ali is the heart and soul of that Cruiserweight uh, division, mm-hmm. the 205 Live. Because that dude, to me, he's the MVP of that division. Because some of the shit that he does, and he's to me, he's very underrated. Yeah. And you know, Buddy Murphy's another guy that that that's just killing it in that in that show. And you know, maybe it's time that we should they should introduce this because there was rumors last year and and early this year for the the, the cruiserweight tag title. I think it's maybe it's about that time they 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 introduce these titles to the show because uh, ever since Triple H handled the books for Two Hundred Five Live, the show has gotten better. And which we knew that that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And we knew once they once he grabbed a hold of it that it was going to be a lot better than what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's about that time, you know, they introduced those titles and, you know, put more shine in some of the other talent yeah. in 205 Live. And, and it goes back to, you know, to what we were saying before with uh, the North American title in NXT. Mm-hmm. It gives you another layer yes, for you to does. work on. It, it definitely does. But yeah, Cedric retained, we called that. Um, the next match, not really much to say about this match either. The B team uh defended their tag titles against the revival. Mm-hmm. Um Fuck the Revival. B team B team ended up stealing a win. Um and then what we saw the final night on Raw, uh both uh Dan Wilder and Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder, I mean, they ended up picking up wins, single wins against yeah. um Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. You know, B-Team, ever since WWE took their song away from them, they lost some steam. They've lost some steam. They're not really doing much for me anymore. And don't get me wrong, I'm kind of happy they're, um, they're tag champs. And, and, and they're getting the push. And they're definitely getting some shine. Even later on the night, you know, before the Miz and Daniel Bryan match, um, there was a kind of a... Mr. Ash reunion and yeah. and the B team kind of kind of shut down the Miz and told him like, hey, we're rooting for Daniel Bryan. You know, yeah. the B stands for Bryan. So um, they're definitely getting spotlight. And and I think mm-hmm. the best part about the B B team, at least now, the only thing that still kind of makes me laugh is their celebration because it's so obnoxious and so it's like over the top. It's over the top. So it, that's the only thing that still does it for me. But that's not where the the tag team division needs to be no it, it needs to be at other teams like you know um drew mcintyre and Dolph ziggler uh-huh you got um ambrose and and rollins you also got you know if they was to push the revival you know there's you could there's an argument argument to be made that yeah. maybe they're semi getting a push but no, but an actual push where it exactly. makes sense. And so got AOP. AOP's having meaningless feuds with um, Titus Worldwide. Yeah, which, again, a lot of this stuff we don't understand because, again, 
where is your end game? What is your end result? Are you just going to have them feud back and forth, trade wins, and that's it? You're over with? It's crazy to think, and it goes back to comparing to NXT and WWE. With NXT, you look at their tag team division, it's always great. It means something. Yeah. Their matches always mean something. And 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 it it doesn't have to be uh, uh, for the title. And that style of booking, we just can't get it in the main roster, and that's a dude events. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, 2019, right? That's what we said? I don't know, man. We can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> so the next match, which actually started the main car, the main show, because these were just uh, prelims. Uh, fucking, dark, uh, dark matches? No, no, no. This was on the pre-show. Oh, okay. So we had Seth Rollins uh, challenging Dolph Ziggler for the I didn't like the team. tights. But it wasn't the only thing that was a mixture. It wasn't necessarily the tights. It was just that one boot. The boot, yeah. I didn't mind it. It was different. Oh, stop! I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it because that because it, it drew your eye to the freaking boot. Because that's the boot that he hit the curb stomp with. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't mind it. I don't know if it if it was uh well no because he I think he ended up rocking that same format the following night. No, wasn't he wearing old black the following night? I would I would have sworn he was wearing one gold boot on Monday. No, when he came out with Ambrose for the for for his match against Ziggler. Uh, I would have sworn I would have sworn he was wearing a gold I'm boot. Not, I'm not going to put my hands in the fire on that one. Yeah, because you know what you'll get, right? No, but I watched the show. Yeah, sure, it was good. Um, this I think this was my third favorite match of the of the weekend. Your third. Rollins and Ziggler, first of all, they both have chemistry. We also called it that they were going to redeem themselves from that 30-minute Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. Which, it's funny to say, because they went 22 minutes in this match. So it's yeah, like so it was close enough. Close enough. But, man, this match was great. Um, they had a slow beginning and ended up building up. And then some of the moves they were doing, it's like, what the fuck, man? Um, Ambrose definitely hit the dirty deeds on, on Drew McIntyre, which I find it funny because... When Drew McIntyre's first run in the WWE, that used to be his move. He used to call it the future shot. Yeah. So I find it funny that now he's taking the fucking move from Ambrose. Now, let me ask you this. Did you get the same feeling that Ambrose was going to turn on Rollins? No. The way he was acting at the end of the match? Nope. You didn't get that? Not at all. Because I got that feeling. I I know some people did. But I think... I think that's your mind playing tricks on you because you everybody was expecting it. And I was going to do a post like, hey, anybody that thought Ambrose was going to turn, congratulations, you played yourself. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but it's a huge mistake, especially what we ended up seeing the following night on Raw, but we'll get to that. It would have been a huge mistake having Ambrose turn on Rollins because okay. with the amazing pop that he got on Monday, the pop that he got on SummerSlam, and then the pop that he got the following night on Raw, why turn the guy? Yeah. Why turn the guy? No, 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 and and I get that, but what I'm saying is like I just like he was he was a step away from turning on him, in my eyes. Like the way he would approach him, you know what I mean? Like if he's wanted to hit him. And I think I think for me it more was like you know I know I was like damn I hope this guy doesn't turn, and also I know a lot of people, a lot of majority of people expected. Ambrose to turn around and I think when you expect something so much or you have this idea in your head sometimes your mind just kind of plays tricks plays on tricks. you so you see things that maybe are not really there or maybe you're just seeing it that way because you, you're expecting something to happen Yeah, yeah. and for me watching the show I, you know and, and don't get me wrong WWE does a lot of dumb shit mm-hmm. and like I said yeah the fucking CGI is 
They did the same thing for WrestleMania. No, I know. I remember we had the conversation. So for me, I wasn't expecting nothing. I was just more like, man, WWE would be really dumb if, if they have Ambrose Cern, but obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It led to, uh, I won't say better. It led to bigger things the following night on Raw. Yeah. But um, we didn't see the Ambrose Cern. I'm cool with that. And it kind of makes sense also for what we saw later on the night. If yes. you think about it. Yes, it did. Next match, which surprised me, and I'm going to tell you why. New Day and Bludgeon Brothers for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. It surprised me, not saying that the talents can't go. It was more in the sense, because we weren't really invested in this match to no. begin with. We didn't want the New Day in the match. We wanted the bar. And it's like we uh, seen. Oh, 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 for the record, Leo, Rollins was in all black on Raw. Christopher Brown. Okay. Helping out Leo. Can okay. I get a little coin there? Bling. And you were about to hit the wrong one. <laughs> I hit the wrong one. <laughs> but um yeah, new not that like I said, it's not that we didn't think that the towns could go. It's just like we weren't invested in this match. We wanted the bar. Why is a new day in this position? Again. Again. It's just like ah. Oh. But surprising this was a really good match and they were beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. And then Yeah, the whole match was stiff. Very stiff. And fucking the elbow drop from Xavier Woods to the outside. It, it was a mess. But the only thing I didn't like about this match was the ending. The the, the whole hammers. It's just like. Okay. If the hammer would have some weight to it. Where you can see them kind of flex when they pick it up. They're fucking mallets, dude. It's just. Homie. You remember Doink the Clown used to come in with the fucking. With that red. Uh. Hammer looking thing. He's a clown. Exactly. That's what those two hammers look like. But it makes sense for Doink because he's I a clown. know. Mm-hmm. But for these guys, first of all, you believed Triple H with the sledgehammer. Of course. Because it was a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Whether he would cover it or not, when he would hit somebody, that's something totally different. Yeah. But the difference is when you pick something up, right, from the bottom of the stick. And you're able to fling it around. That means that shit has no weight on it. So if you're going to use it for for a finish, mm-hmm. you're wasting your time. Now, if you were to put some weight into it and and make it kind of look like it's kind of real, then maybe the finish wouldn't have bothered you as much. Can we just say the gimmick is just fucking stupid to begin with? Of course. The gimmick is horrible. But the they're stupid. still doing it, though. They were still doing it. Let's be... Let, let, let's stand... Let, let's stand corrected. They they were doing it because fast forward to uh, Tuesday night, last night, rumors started coming out that Eric Rowan was hurt. It's very similar to very similar injury to, to Dean Ambrose. Yeah. I believe this is a bicep or a tricep mm-hmm. injury. Red beard. So he's out of action. He he sucked it up. He manned it up. And he did an ODQ match. Defending those tag titles with Luke Harper against the New Day on SmackDown, which was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Gotta say, it was a really good match, and they do have chemistry. And New Day now are the new tag champions. So, who do you see being the next challengers for the New Day going forward? It has to be the Bar. It has to be the Bar. It has to be. There's no other team. Now, Sanity to me, they they've treated Sanity like shit. On the main roster, main roster, so I don't see them being challengers. I mean, you could pull an argument for Rusev Day with um Aiden English and Rusev. No, but they don't even believe in them as as a as a tag team in itself. How are you going to put them into the title picture? They should though. 
No, it, it makes sense. But again, doesn't make sense to have them lose, and uh, you know what I mean. To again, and WWE loves to do this from one day to the other. Like you'll go from being a jobber to top of the line. Unfortunately, yeah. And and we'll and we'll talk about what could Luke Harper do in the future towards the end of the show. Yes, I got a picture set up for that one already. Okay, so. Braun Strowman defending his money in the bank against Kevin Owens. Man, did they do my boy Kevin Owens dirty. That is a disgusting act. Bro, man. Do we have the official time? Um, I actually do. It's I have like it right 27 here. 27 seconds? I, no, it was a, a minute and 50 seconds. It felt like 27 seconds. Man, bro. It's just... And, and, the, and, the, and the crazy thing about it, if you, the, the picture that we posted in our pages, uh, at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, um, Kevin Owens had... Custom gear that said KO in the bank. Yes, he did. What the fuck, bro? What? It goes back to what kind of booking are you doing where you've been building this up for the past month and all of a sudden, because now you you decide to, and we'll get to it in a minute, to do that, to reunite people, you're just going to take this feud and just kick it out the door. Because you know that's what happened. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and maybe a lot of people didn't think about this. So when we get to another match, we're gonna somehow come back to this match, and I'm gonna just throw an idea, like just a thought in there. Like what if? Yeah, what if? But yeah, Braun Strowman ended up winning. Um, I would love to KO, KO to win. I think we all knew that Braun Strowman was gonna win. Yeah. No, but at least give him give him some shine. Show give him something. Him something. Now, do you think that they cut this match short because of time constraints? Well, I mean, KO wasn't on Raw on Monday. He's probably fucking pissed. I don't know, man. I, I don't know where KO's head is at because he's just he's a talented dude. He could be an amazing heel. I just don't get it, man. I I, I don't I don't. Get it? Sometimes now, you know, and, and based on how he's been booked on Raw, part of me feels like maybe he was better off staying on SmackDown. James Esponto is saying they did KO dirtier than Leo shirts at the Thanksgiving dinner. That's for James. <laughs> Just wait till I pull out the fucking glasses. I will fucking oh, feel the old man Leo. Uh, but okay, so so we'll bring, we'll come back to this. We're gonna come back to, to the, the match. match. And I'm gonna put something out in the universe, and I want people to think. Yes. Okay. Um, the next match. Ko's wife is hot. Very hot. Good for him. Okay. Take a moment. Um, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, before we get to the negative, I will say this match was really good. I enjoyed this match a lot. And Carmella stepped it up. Yes, she did. Let's take a moment at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Yes. Um, and on her Instagram, she yes. stepped it up too. Thank uh, you. Carmella stepped it up for this match. She pulled out a suicide dive. Um, this match was good, really good. All three women have really well. We know Becky Lynch and Charlotte, and Charlotte definitely have good chemistry. But you know, throwing Carmella in the mix, well, that all, makes all, her. All three of them yeah. meshed well. Um, we saw the Charlotte. Uh, hitting the twisted mood saw, which she never hits. Her. Ever hits? Yeah, Ever she's hits. always missed it. But it, it just looks so amazing. Does she have more botches than Sabu? Not yet, right? No, but I just love seeing when she does that because <laughs> it, it takes a lot. Of course, it takes a lot for her to do that, and I just love seeing it. See, the times that she semi hit it, it doesn't look like she's landing on a point. It looks like 
You know when shot when when AJ Styles hits the the backflip into the reverse DDT. Yeah. It kind of looks similar to that. It looks like a reverse DDT when she lands. Yeah, like she needs a little help. Yeah. And that's when she barely hits it. <laughs> well, she hit it this time. Somewhat. Not really. We'll, we'll get real. Becky had a reach. And Carmella, no, I think, no, Becky didn't even get hit. Carmella had a reach into position. And Becky ran, but she was like a, a, like a mini second too late. So it only hit her arm. Still hit it. She up. she sold it. She definitely sold it. But by the school of Jeff Hardy and, and uh, Jinder Mahal, she hit it. Charlotte Flair ended up stealing this match. And you could just hear the crowd turning on Charlotte Flair. And uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch ended up having a little quick face-off. They hugged it out for awkwardly for, you know, like hug, no hug. And then they hugged again. And then all of a sudden, you just saw Becky Lynch just laid on her. And the fans were going nuts, supporting Becky, chanting, uh, you deserve it to Charlotte. It was good. I liked it. And based on what you saw there, it was kind of questionable whether this was really a heel turn because it, it's kind of somewhat when mm-hmm. Bailey snapped on Sasha Banks. Yes, very she, similar. She had it coming. She, she had it coming. It. Becky and, was in her emotions. Yes, it, 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 she had it coming. Friends of the show are saying that they should do Becky Lynch like the female Stone Cold because you kind of got that feel where she's not against the power, but she's that likable, you know. I feel, I feel like based on what we saw on SmackDown last night, WWE Creative has no idea what they're doing. because oh, no. The fans are behind Becky, not Charlotte, but they're they're booking Becky based on her promo as, as the a heel because she's kind of like throwing jabs at the fans, but the fans are still like rooting for her and they're booing Charlotte. So it's like Charlotte plays a great heel. And yeah. I don't know what's the motives of like trying to book Becky as a heel because at the end of the day, she's the ultimate underdog. Uh, why isn't Carmella using the Moonwalker DDT as her finish anymore? Well, she never hit a Moonwalk DDT. She used to just hit a Moonwalk. She never hit a DDT. No, that was remember that 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 video that 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 was trending in the internet where it was like a uh an indie wrestler dressed as Michael Jackson and uh, and hitting like a, a Moonwalk okay, 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 DDT. Yeah. She should. She should hit that, and, and people were even tweeting at her saying that she should do it. And she went on record saying, like, I could probably hit something better than that. But she hasn't done it yet. She should hit that, though. She should. But back to the Becky Lynch and Question, Charlotte. does she do the hee-hee? Or, okay. No! no! question. No! Get that shit out of your head! Uh, Charlotte is the heel in this, regardless how they're booking Becky. I hope that WWE Creative realizes that next week and maybe have Charlotte cut a heel promo. Mm-hmm. Because now, with Becky doesn't have the favor to the fans. She doesn't have to do that. She could still be a renegade and still be a badass and have people cheering for her. But the way WWE Creative, based on the, the promo that, that Becky cut, it's like they're trying to make her the heel, but she's the face. The fans are behind her. So let me, let me play devil's advocate here. Triple H takes over the booking. Do you think all creative is going to get fixed? Yes. If it's NXT booking, yes. Like everything, it's KO, not. It's not gonna happen overnight. KO is gonna come into prominence. And You're gonna have in uh, time. Yes, it's not gonna happen. New overnight. day, but yes, it gone. Will. Rusev day on top. No like more said, hokey gimmicks. It's not gonna happen overnight, but it, it will. There's gonna be a change. There will be a change. Absolutely. Okay. 
just you don't have to hit me. I'm just just a question, bro. Why would you even question that? If, if no, be, because okay, so okay, book. so right now you have a full deck of cards in the main roster. You have a full deck in NXT that can come up. At, I would say seventy percent of NXT can come up right now. Seventy. That's, that's a good number. Okay. So by the time Triple H takes over, that seventy percent is going to come up. Nope. Why not? I'm calling it now, just based on Triple H. Some of the comments that he did after um, he did a little uh, post show press conference. Okay. NXT is not a developmental brand anymore. It's legitimate, legitimate a third brand. So the second Vince Triple walks H, away. Vince. <laughs> Steps down, dies because he's not gonna he's not gonna never walk away from the business. He's gonna step down. Of course, when Vince steps down and Triple H takes over, NXT that will be the new era of NXT. Mm-hmm. The NXT title will be really considered as a world title, and this brand extension will be a tri brand extension. Okay, and if depending on how this Fox deal works, if they're oh they'll get a that, TV deal NXT. We'll get that FS1 deal. Oh, definitely. And we will see NXT be that legitimate. In our eyes, it is a third brand. Yeah. Hey, in our eyes, it's better. It's it's better than the main roster. Oh, of course. You know, but NXT will be that legitimate third brand, and any of these talents could cross over to NXT mm-hmm. and back and forth. Okay. So in other words, you won't have developmental. Debut on NXT, you can have a debut maybe anywhere. St- maybe you still have some developmental talent in NXT. Okay, but like, I, like some I, dark matches, like they used to have like before. What I told you, some developmental talent mm. are not getting the paid. They're not getting the same. Yeah, pay yeah, rate yeah. As yeah. some of the other guys. Um, what up to the friends of the show? We have uh, a lot of people commenting. Thanks, guys. Keep them coming. Uh, we have Jose Gonzalez hashtag Regans of Wrestling. We're cooking something up. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Dale. Okay, so next match. Hopefully, WWE Creative realizes that no, it's, a that mis- it's a mistake. It's know. a mistake booking Becky as a heel because we're cheering for her. She's automatically the face. They're booing Charlotte, but we gotta win. Let's hope that next week they they fix it. Next match, match of the night in my book. Second match of the whole weekend: AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Um, even though it was a a DQ finish, Jesus Christ, man. Um, this match was fucking great, and what I loved about this match too is it had a slow pace, and then it started building, and you could tell just based on their work in the past they were holding back. So oh they, yeah. They gave you, they just gave you a little bit, but they gave you enough to be like, oh my god, like <laughs> where this, where has this been all my life? And you know, uh, uh come on, thanks for the shout out. Hashtag old man Leo. Really? That's your, that's your gimmick, bro. You're no, it's man. not. Listen, guys, if you want to hear a Grandpa Simpson drop in our sound bro, uh, board, blow up the chat. Tell him that you want that sound no. bite in no. our sound Hashtag board. Hashtag no. Okay, if you want the Grandpa Simpson no. drop of any sort, or if you could find a good one, send it to us. Tag us. LuchaOutsidersShow at gmail.com or at LuchaOutsiders everywhere. Because mm-hmm. we want to get that drop in our sound I want to make sure I get it so I delete it. Like, no, I didn't get anything. You know, you know you're the old man. It's okay, bro. I am a vibrant 36. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just saying. 
But AJ Styles Samoa Joe. Youthful 36. Delete! 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 Okay, but back to this match. This match was really, really good. It was just a tease of what to expect in the future. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe ended up uh, kind of roughing AJ Styles up, and he got busted open, I believe, the hard way. Yeah. And while AJ was um, kind of just hanging out in the steps where uh, Samoa Joe just kind of ran them to it, mm. Samoa Joe just kind of gr- he grabbed the mic, and Wendy, which is AJ Styles' wife and his daughter, yeah. which... Besides the Hall of Fame, this is the first time that I can remember um, his wife appearing on camera. Yeah. And I don't think she ever be- appeared in any of the TNA no, shows. No, So Samoa Joe starts talking to to Wendy's wife saying that, you know, I- I'm your daddy now. Yeah. And just saying the bolder shit. I am your father. And AJ Styles just started letting Samoa Joe have it. What I loved about this was sometimes things happen for a reason, right? Yeah. Sometimes you can't even like perfectly book something that just happened organically, mm-hmm. right? So Wendy starts screaming at AJ, stop already. So AJ grabs his title. He he goes over over the, the barricade and he, he attends to his wife and, and and his daughter. And then AJ's like, I'm sorry. And then on cue, his daughter goes like, Daddy, you're bleeding. And then he ends up grabbing his daughter. And I guess, which got a, a pop from the crowd. If you yeah, go back yeah. and listen to that part, the second AJ grabs his daughter, the crowd just popped. And then the daughter was so scared that his, you know, that her dad was bleeding. She just went back to the mom. And I uh-huh. thought, it's like, like you could just imagine Vince like telling, just, you know, if it was like, Booked, right? Hypothetically speaking, just imagine if it's like, listen, kid, you're going to tell your dad, daddy, you're bleeding. <laughs> just <laughs> like, like that. Just like that. And obviously that didn't happen, but like it, you could tell that was very organic. Oh, of course. And it was perfectly just put in there and the camera got it. Well, especially with kids, you can't on cue and you know this, you can't tell them because if you tell them to do something, they're going to do the total opposite. Mm-hmm. By the way, this Don't match was uh, 22 minutes and 45 seconds. Nice. Next match on the card. So it ended in a DQ. We saw on SmackDown um, AJ getting interviewed by Renee um, on the stage. Also, uh, you know, he said that the next time Samoa Joe uh, mentions uh, his family again, there'll be more consequences. Out comes Samoa Joe, attacks AJ Styles, which I already knew that was going to happen. Yeah. The reason what gave it away from me was if you pay attention to that little interview he had with Renee Young, um, AJ wasn't wearing his title around his waist. He was carrying it. So right off the bat, I'm like, okay, he's going to get attacked. Yeah, something's going to happen. And uh, Friends of the show, Jose, you're 36 going on 29, while Leo is 36 going on 56. I don't even know why I read them. No, you, you, got, you, you got some heat, bro. You got some heat. Um, and, and I didn't do anything this time. So you're just a hateable guy. Oh, fuck it. Let, me, let them just hate me even more. Oh, my God. Here we go. Congratulations, you played yourself. Yes, people, look at um, look at Leo. <sighs> yes, man. Let the let you know who you look like. My brother. Did you ever watch the show Doug? Yeah. You remember Mister Dink? Fuck you, hiya, Douglas. Come on, man. Wrestling, wrestling. 
I'm sure people are going to pop for that. Wrestling. Okay. So, Miz versus Daniel Bryan. I, I seriously can't see shit, by the way. We, That's why we I talked put the, We talked about... Um, we talked about um, right before his match, the B team um, and and the Miz. Definitely By the way, they're going crazy with the little laugh faces <laughs> and, the, and the and the thumbs up. They definitely they they, they had a backstage segment where the, you know the B team was supporting Daniel Bryan uh-huh. and not the Miz. So the match was good, very physical, um, with the yes kicks and the it kicks. The finish was not that the finish was underwhelming, yeah. but it, the finish was like okay, Miz cheated a win. Um, Maurice handed him uh, a foreign object. Yeah, that looked a little... It wasn't smooth. What would have been better if Maurice would have pulled out the the foreign object out of, like... Her clutch. Or something. Like, it would have been fucking great. Like... Yeah, like she snuck it in. Or something. It would have been better, but... I mean, the match was what it was. Obviously, based on what we saw on SmackDown, you know, this feud is nowhere near over. Um... Obviously, Miz and Daniel Bryan opened up the show. Yeah. Um, On Tuesday. Miz saying that the feud is over. Daniel Bryan saying, you know, oh, that calling Miz a coward because that's um, Miz, uh, Daniel Bryan's favorite insult to the Miz, yeah. calling him a coward. And, you know, Maurice even chimed in saying that, you know, your your last name shouldn't even be Bryan no more. It should be Bella. And on cue... <laughs> Brie Bella comes out, and I love Brie Bella. And out of the yes. two, I love Brie Bella. Yes, because she's the likable one. She's the likable. The other one's one. a bitch. I, exactly, you said it, not me. Fucking bitch. But Brie Bella is sprinting, not even acknowledging her husband Daniel Bryan. No. Fuck that guy. Maurice runs out, Miss stays in, and Brie is just letting Miss have it. Mm-hmm. We come to find out Daniel Bryan spoke to Paige, and for Hell in a Cell. It's a mixed tag match. We have The Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and Bray. Isn't Maurice just had the baby like a month ago? She had the baby in April. Is it April already? Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Leo. Uh, we need the sound clip from Doug is what the people is asking for. And Leo looks like a Bubba Ray Dudley. Definitely like Bubba Ray. And we definitely need to get the sound bite of Hiya, Douglas. <laughs> Mr. Dink, bro. You got you got to embrace this. What's why are you making that face? Like if I'm saying, listen, people in the chat are are are, are chiming in on this too. Let's talk wrestling. <laughs> okay. Oh god. Okay. So obviously this feud is not ending. We're gonna see it continue out on the cell. Okay, somebody just took it way out there. Marie should have had a lead brick in her purse and hit Daniel Bryan with it. You know what? I'm not mad. I'm not mad with that. I thought what a brick. Yeah. Well, grandma used to keep rocks in her fucking clutch. Something like something. I, I wish it would have been something different. Because, okay, so the brass, the knuckles, they haven't used them in a while, though. It's just the pipe. I wish it would have been something different, like something like, oh, shit, like something like a puppy. Like you hit him with the bag and then you pull the puppy out. <sighs> Congratulations. You played yourself. I don't know. I don't know, man. But. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin, Constable Corbin. Finn Balor surprisingly came out to the demon. Yes. All entrance, that's it. It was a it was a squash match, pretty much. Yeah. It was a waste of time. The match went a, a minute and thirty five seconds. Um we predicted Finn Balor was gonna win. We also predicted that 
while it would be stupid, we predicted that Balor was going to come out as a demon. Uh, I mean, the entrance is cool, but, you know, the demon for Baron fucking Corbin? No, you should have had the demon for anybody else but Baron fucking Corbin. Which leads me to my next thing. Remember I was telling you about the KO and Braun Strowman match? Yes. What if the feuds would have been swapped? Instead of KO feuding with Braun Strowman, it should have been Baron Corbin feuding with Braun Strowman, and then you had Balor and KO. Because Balor and KO, they would have gave us a hell of a fucking match, and it would have made sense if KO kept on always getting the wins on fucking Finn, then for Finn to come out to the demon. Yeah, because you could have also had a constable trying to take the money in the, in the bank, bank away from, from Braun. Braun. saying that he doesn't deserve it, that I should be on money in the bank. Last year, I got cheated. Cena took my money in the bank away from me. He called, I should be Mr. Money in the Bank. And then when it comes mm-hmm. to KO and Finn Balor, they have history in Brooklyn from NXT 1, NXT TakeOver 1 in Brooklyn. Okay. They have history there. So kind of re- re-revive that feud. Uh-huh. Back for SummerSlam, and then you would have had you would have had an amazing match. We would have saw the return of the of the of the demon, and it would have made sense because you know we know they both could go, and they could have gave us a fucking top quality match. No. Now did you notice that the demon uh, paint was a little different? It's always different. No, no, but I'm saying like it's always along the lines where it's mostly red and not black. I saw it this time being more black than red. My thing, my whole thing to this is they're probably coming out with a new toy. That's why they had to put him in there like that. Because storyline, it didn't make sense. Well, storyline, it didn't make sense for him to just be the demon. So, exactly. So, why would you bring it out for Corbin and not for WrestleMania? True. So, my 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 thought process, right, is they're doing it for a toy line. Maybe. Maybe you're right. I just... No, I, I trust me. I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I think... The demon should come out in WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You should work up for it. You should tease it. And you know what I mean? Because it's a show. It's it's a must-watch part. Now, with this, again, it didn't make sense at all. I, at all. I, I just don't get it, man. I really, I just don't get it. Some, you know, and just go back to the other booking. NXT is not like that. Why can't we get NXT booking in the main roster? Maybe well, that question will we'll never see. get the answer. 2020, 2020, XFL. Uh, next match, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defending the United States Championship against Jeff Hardy. I think if we're going to talk about anything about this match, it has to be that fucking bump Jeff Hardy took doing that swanton to the fucking apron. What the fuck, Jeff? Like Why? Because oh, that was my question. And the match wasn't bad. It's just... Yeah, but, but, I th- but I think with... And and it always brings me back to what Mick Foley said. A wrestler only has so many bumps in him. And the thing is, he went on record in, in some of the interviews this past weekend um, talking about, like, oh, he, he's not trying to do the Swanton that much anymore. And, and like, not anymore. Bump. But he fucking took a, a ridiculous bump that he shouldn't have taken on fucking Sunday. Uh, hashtag Leo looks to the Argentine Bobby Hill. Or down on his luck, Freddie Fender. I don't know. Dang it, Leo. Oh, man, Leo. Wasted days and wasted nights. Leo, grow back the afro. I never had an afro. 
Uh, I want to know what agent came up with the spot. I don't think Jeff came up with it on his own. That spot was rough. The, the, the but just why that, would you do it? You're, you're you're wasting a spot. I don't know, man. For what? Because if you look at it, unless you're going to use that for his entrance theme, there's no need for you to use that spot in that in in that match. It's just the impact of him doing the swanton and just landing right on the apron. It's like what? I know. Unless you're going to use that for his entrance, mm-hmm. there's no need for for you to even do that spot. It was rough. It was rough to watch. I'm like, oh, I was watching like, what the fuck? What the, like, what's like why? Like why? And he was just, he was just on record, like in in a whole bunch of interviews promoting SummerSlam. I'm like, oh, I'm not taking that money, bump, blah blah blah. And and then you do this. Mm-hmm. So going forward, uh, go fast forward to SmackDown. Obviously, Nakamura retained. We called that. Mm-hmm. Um. And we called the Miz winning. We called Balor winning. And yeah. technically, AJ did lose by DQ, but I mean, he's still the champ. He's still the champ. The champ is here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in Hardy related news, Rebby Hardy, uh, yes, Queen Rebecca, <sighs> Puerto Rican, by the way. I love her. Speed is like, hey, where the heck go? She Sorry. was on Busted Open Radio last week, and they were talking about uh, Matt Hardy, and she revealed that. Um, you know, right now Matt Hardy is uh kind of in the crossroads of what he wants to do for his career. His contract with the WWE expires in March, uh-huh. and you know, uh, over the weekend he worked as a agent. He was um shadowing. Okay. Also, Jason Jordan's doing the same thing because of his neck injury. It looks uh-huh. like his neck injury. Yeah, is he, really he's really gone. Bad, so he's, he's out. He's done. Unfortunately, it sucks because he's so young. But Matt Hardy. He's working as an agent, so what do you think after March? Do you think he's going to stay as an agent, which would be great because he has so much knowledge? Or do you think this guy's going to want to keep going in the Indies? I think that they did so much in the Indies, both him and Jeff, to be able to come back in with the good graces. That, And, and this is fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. They should be Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Like this year. You mean next year, 2019? Well, yeah. next WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, if he's shadowing to be an agent, he's going to be an agent. Because it's not like to say, hey, you know what, Mario? I want you to, to, to come and shadow this guy. Eh, being an agent is not for me. This is something that he went up to the powers that be and said, hey, my body's starting to, to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Which we obviously been He seeing. can't walk straight. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to be a manager, but I know the business. Yeah. What do I need to do? Because if they want him to do it, again, it would have been a totally different way. By him shadowing somebody, that means that he went up and asked for it. So, minus... John Harrington is saying that he was also an agent on Raw on Monday night. There you go. He's shadowing. He's already, you know. Of course. So taking those next steps. And and it's good because for the WWE, you still have that talent in your roster. So if at any point you want to use him, Mm -hmm. you can still use him. J&J Security. Quick quick appearance, you know, for like a a special Raw. Yeah. Old school Raw, whatever. Exactly. Bro, that whole J&J security thing came out of the two guys being agents for Rollins. So, overall, this Hardy's return, 
that that ha- that we were watching it together, WrestleMania. Yes, which we popped. Uh, thirty three, when in Orlando when they made their return. Besides that amazing pop at WrestleMania, and the the first couple months they were there, you know, having those incredible matches at the bar. Do you feel like this run of the Hardys was memorable at all? This raw, this raw, just red raw there. This run of the Hardys is forgettable. Besides the pop. No, the pop. Besides that, but also the buildup to how they were going to do the broken gimmick. Because remember, you also had that whole, you know, is he broken? Is he not broken? Is he starting to break? Is he woken? You know what I mean? I guess it was more us wanting that woken gimmick, that broken gimmick to come through. We wanted TNA. Exactly. Or at least Ring of Honor. But what happened was, if you look at the run itself, take away the pop, take away the actual buildup, because even when we did get woken Matt Hardy, it wasn't broken Matt Hardy. So take that away. Just the pop and the buildup. You have nothing. It's forgettable. Yeah, man. I, and part of me, well, Jeff, he's still going sort of, but, you know, you can only, it's like, he's like. But you can only do the same gimmick for so many years. And not even that. With Jeff, also, you got to think, like, how much, do he, how much does he have left? Bro? He's not a Matt wrestler. He, you know, don't get me wrong. People love him. I'm a fan of Jeff, but it's like it's only so much you could. Yeah, but people also love back Bob Backlund, but, but you don't want them to be in the you, ring every five you, minutes. Don't, don't you ever fix your lips and compare Bob Black Bob Backlund with Jeff Hardy? No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is, you like Bob Backlund. You know what he's done for the business. You understand history, and you put him in his place because he deserves to be in that place. But you don't want a 69 year old man, right? Who's crazy? Because we both know he's crazy. Yeah. To be, to go toe to toe with a Braun Strowman, with a Kevin Owens, because you're going to see that difference. Now, with Jeff, that doesn't mean that the dude's old, but what it means is his body's deteriorating. Exactly. Obviously. Especially taking fucking meaningless, meaningless which you don't need to take time. that bump. You did not need to take that bump whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. Uh, there's only one thing, Leo, with all the news about Matt and Jeff came out yesterday with the real reason Angle stepped down as Raw GM is because he's training to come back into the ring full time. I don't believe Starting it, in October. I could see him having a match here and there. And he didn't step down. He's just taking a break. In, yeah, he. he, he, he story. That's another one. He can't even stand right. He can't even speak right. <laughs> oh, man, poor Kurt. I love but, Kurt, but, but it's true. okay. But but we need to be at one point or another, right? Mm-hmm. Our wrestling nostalgia, right, is gone. Yeah, you can't expect DX to come back and be the DX that it was. You can't expect no, the NWO no, 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 to no. come back and be the NWO that it was. No. You can't expect the, the 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 Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, because you know what? That was twenty years ago. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. That was 15 years ago. Yeah. That was 10 years ago. In wrestling years, 10 years is 40. Okay? So what happens now is we want to hold on to this because of our ego. Like, oh, yeah, Jeff can still go. Nah, dude, Jeff can't go. No. Jeff cannot go. Angle cannot go. Angle may look good in a match or two. Angle may look good in the shield gear. But he can't go. 
Some people might not like it. Shane McMahon has no business being in the ring the last two WrestleManias. Yeah, or but, the last two but, times that but, he was out. But Shane is a little bit different because he's he's not your mad technician. It's not like with but Kurt, uh, okay, but with, with Shane is more of a spot fest. With Kurt, everybody knows him as a mad technician, and we we're not so holding, you're, so holding you're him telling the, me we're so not you, holding him to the same caliber as what he used to be. He's not even no, not, not, not even a tenth, not even a tenth of what Kurt used to be. Unfortunately, and don't get me wrong, he did a pretty good performance at, at that mixed tag match, but it was a mixed tag match, and he also had Triple H there. One match. Mm-hmm. Since he's been back. One match. That was... The match was great, but his performance was limited because it was a mixed tag match. Out of the four, Kurt... Four? Well, four of them. Triple oh, H. Oh, you talking about them four, yeah. Triple H, Rousey. Yeah. Um, Stephanie. Stephanie and Kurt. Mm-hmm. You can put them in that order if you want. Mm-hmm. Of how much they, they contributed. Because it was all Triple H. Triple H... Oh, carry that I match. Gu- I guarantee you, Triple H was the one that 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 set the match up from beginning to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but if if again, Kurt can't go. I, I, I'll hold the argument to Shane because I feel like with Shane, Shane and Kurt. Yeah, but how many spots can Shane do? Shane's not doing it every day like some of these other guys are. There's your there's your argument. Do you remember when he showed up on Raw? The day after the Taker match, he was beat the fuck up. He was black and blue all over. Yeah, but he's not doing that every day. Okay, but what I'm saying is this: again, there's only so many bumps that we can take. Right now, with my frail 36 year old ass, I could probably take two bumps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Shane probably only has 10 bumps in him, 15 at most. But he's a spot guy, so he, he could go a, through those 10 in he, one match. He's a spot guy. That's why I put the argument on Shane. Not saying that I need to see another Shane McMahon match. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm trying to say is like, I think there's an argument argument to be made when it comes to Shane compared to Kurt. Okay. Uh, if you're a fan of the wrestlers, you don't want to see them in the ring anymore just for their health. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with that. Because a lot of wrestling fans are idiots in the sense that you still live in the past where, hey, I think Kevin Nash can go. Kevin Nash sucks. Mm-hmm. And our friend who went to the show in Connecticut could tell you this because we asked him, how was the show? Or oh, the show was atrocious. And we still got to talk about the final two matches, but you did bring up a point that we didn't get to talk about last week, but we'll talk about it now. Yeah. So Seth Rollins, um, he did an interview. I, I forget if it was CBS or or Sports Illustrated. I forget. I know it had to be one of those two. It's the glasses. Two. It makes me want to see. And they more. asked him about how he felt of a match with The Rock and Roman Reigns. Yeah. So his answer pretty much was, and I'm not going word for word. Yes. His answer pretty much was like, hey, I love The Rock, but we don't need him. We need to be that. We need to, to be our own. Of the, of the Rock and Austin. How can we, yeah. how can we get to that level? If you keep on bringing back these old guys. Yeah. So I re- I'm like, yo, he, he makes a good point. Of course. But here's the but. Seth Rollins is saying this now because if Vince McMahon was to ask him, Seth, you're going to have a match with The Rock at WrestleMania, you know he's going to fucking take that shit in a heartbeat. Okay. Also, wait. Go let ahead. Me finish. Go ahead. Can I finish? Sports as, Illustrated, As much as... I love AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and and I'm only talking about main roster talent now. Seth Rollins, um, 
whoever we like, whoever yeah. they're, they're pushing, whatever. Since Cena, whether we like it or not, there's been nobody that has gotten to the level of an Austin or Rock. Top tier guy. Okay, nobody has. Mm. Okay, Hogan made the foundation to get but, to that mainstream level. Rock and Austin took it to another level. Obviously, The Rock, he's he took it to an amazing level. Yeah. Cena's there to an extent. I mean, there's an argument to be made when, when Punk Dick cut that pipe. When he A little bit. Promo, he could have been that next guy, but yeah. obviously we know where that went to. He was about 5% off. There has nobody, nobody that has gone to that level. Maybe right now the closest person and which she shouldn't even really necessarily count is maybe Ronda Rousey because she has no, a no. prior MMA background no, 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 and she's no, no, done no. movies. But that you but, wouldn't even put Brock Lesnar in that. Absolutely not. Now let me ask you: Does the booking have to do with it? Yeah. Because I I think if you take the if you take the booking and get and that's why I asked you the question before: mm-hmm. Do you think once Triple H grabs the booking that everything's going to be fixed? And you said yes with time. Booking definitely does play a part, but I think and also and another reason why is the time that we live in. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, there's so much wrestling around us. There's so much wrestling, whether it's WWE, New Japan, but you, whatever. But you could Wait. build a star, though. Wait, there's a nostalgia for old school. Okay, that never goes away. Okay, why do you think there's some some people still that support Hogan and they want to see Hogan back? Why do you think we get pops when we see Austin return or The Rock or whatever? They're getting the same pops uh-huh. that they were getting when they were fucking wrestling. Okay. And as much as I love Seth, and I love Seth Rollins, I'm a Seth Rollins guy. Mm. Let's not act if they pitched some idea to have oh. a match with The Rock, he wouldn't take it. He's saying that shit now. Oh, I wouldn't do the match, but get the fuck out of here. You know, take the match in a heartbeat. So wh- and you'll probably have a five-star classic because <laughs> you'll fucking sell your ass off for The Rock. Of course. What I think, and, and and it's good for him to think that way, because, and, and this is kind of to the same line. You remember when CM Punk was like, you know, hey, we don't need uh, guys to just come in and uh, do it. It's because they're the ones that are doing it every day. Now, you're right. You're 100% right that there is no one guy after Cena that has gotten up there. Not one person. So I, I was actually having this conversation too. You know I, who I think surpassed Cena within time, and it's part. It has to do with the WWE, but it also has to do with how he just manages his business. And and we're gonna go to the next two matches right after mm-hmm. this. It's Chris Jericho. He surpassed Cena. Yeah. In the outside world, because still in the WWE's oh, eyes. Oh no 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 no! I'm talking about like just globally like all together. You Fozzie. mean? Yeah yeah. Everything. No, no, and, and and we spoke about yeah. this last last week's yeah, show. It's, it's crazy because we were—he's like that Austin, yeah, he's like to that Austin level. He surpassed Cena. But and it's funny because Vince always said, "Oh, you got to grab that brass ring." Mm-hmm. Rollins is the only one because Roman—he's just getting shoved down our throats. Mm-hmm. And AJ, I think as much as we love AJ and he has—he's been having a great title run. I think with him is there's an asterisk on him because he wasn't a WWE guy. He's an indie guy that was successful, and whether we like it or not, you know, he probably could give us what maybe another five years. If anything. that's it, that's it. So you know, he he's late in his career. Yeah, and- uh, WWE puts a brand first over talent. Being able to get themselves over is a huge problem for them. Vince is putting his foot on the neck and the throat of the future, is what the friends of the chatter saying. Triple H is our hope. 
But let's move on to yeah. the next two minutes. No, no, but but it was a good, it was a good conversation because again, we can't. We need to look for the future and not get stuck in the past. And nostalgia just put it, 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 not even only in wrestling. Let, let, yeah, let's, just, let, let's look at the facts. Why do you think like a lot of remakes happen in movies? Why do you think of there's course. a lot of spinoffs on shows from old shows like the Rugrats in twenty in twenty nineteen? I believe are coming back. Yeah. They're, 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 it's all like a revive. Like nostalgia plays a huge factor. That, that's why YouTube is such a huge success mm-hmm. because you're able to go back. Hey, you know what? I haven't seen the Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Rugrats 2000, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're able to see it. Yeah. Next two matches. So, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. It was a, a complete squash. Uh, four minutes. I, a lot of people were really upset about Ronda Rousey winning, but how do you feel? Because I have my thoughts on this. So I originally thought that Alexa Bliss was somehow going to win or like cause a DQ or something. Like cheat. Something. That's what I thought. I was wrong and, and Ronda Rousey ended up winning. But it's like, what did you expect? Like, they're putting the ball, uh, they're giving Ronda Rousey the ball. They're giving her all this push. And whether you like it or not, I mean, that, that's who they're going forward with. Um, there were some reports after she won the title that the potential, one of the potential main events, it's which I think is going to be a huge slap in the face if they do that, mm-hmm. is uh, Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella at WWE Evolution. I completely hate that idea. Yeah, It, it makes me want to vomit. I hate this idea that Nikki Bella is actually a great wrestler. She's not bad, but she's not the end-all, be-all. And I feel like people give her too much fucking credit for, you know, just because she's on Total Bellas and Divas and this and that. It's just like... I mean, just she, because you're in Total Divas doesn't mean that yeah, you can go in the ring. She she's okay at best. She's an okay wrestler, but now I have my thoughts on this match. I thought it was short because Ronda Rousey's still green, and it's also you got to make it believable. As much as I love Alexa Bliss, let's come on. She's how much offense can we have Alexa Bliss get on Ronda Rousey? Let's be honest. Not here. that man. No, no, not that much at all. She went in there with a four-minute match, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to make it four minutes, I think for that, just make it a minute and some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, just look at SmackDown, John Harrington, new friend to the show. Just look at uh, SmackDown 205 Live and NXT. Those products are Triple H booking, and they're so much better than Raw, and Vince still has a stranglehold, unfortunately. And, and, and uh, John, we've been doing this, what, 90 shows now, Mario? Yes, sir. And since day one, that's what we've said. You can't. Yes, Vince has done a lot for the wrestling world, but he's also done a lot of harm by being hard-headed. You have one of one of the greatest minds you can you you have to give him at least that much, whether you like him or not, is Triple H. Because he's a student of the game. Mm-hmm. Take aside that he married Stephanie. Just look at all the work that he's put into. He's a student of the game, so you have to put him up there. And Vince won't give him more. Yeah. Look how long it took him for him to give uh, NXT. Yeah. By the way, real quick, and we'll go back to that in a second. Nuestra Lucha Libre is on NXT uh, on NXT on Netflix. Okay, it is a ten-part series documentary about Mexican wrestling. Okay, the Performance Center was taken from there because they've been doing the whole NXT performance center in Mexico, like for their CMML since like the 1970s. But how does it look? It's Mexico. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like the whole, Hey, performance center cameras and, and, but the whole, you know, 
putting up and then bringing them up through the system type of thing, like on a grand so stage. Mean, so you mean WWE might have gotten an idea? Yes. Okay. Yes. But they just ramped it up to like a thousand. Yeah. So in in this, uh, it's a documentary. They they go through like different stages, and we'll get back to the, to the matches real quick. So on the first episode, they show you two different guys, mm. a good guy and a bad guy. But I like what they do in Mexico. And this is funny because tell me the types of heels that we have here in the U.S. What do you mean? Like you have the sneaky heel. Snarky heel. You have the the, the, the chicken shit heel. Mm-hmm. You have the badass bully heel. Just different type of heels. They have an exotic heel. Okay, let's change the subject. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Velveteen Dream, mm-hmm. right? But they have their own genre, right? No, 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 I, and I know, and I know, and I know what what you don't like about it, but you'll like this episode because this guy's saying, "Yes, I am that, but I can still wrestle. I can still go." Oh no! So, thi- so I, this I know guy, wrestle. yeah, so this They're guy, he doesn't do like that whole you know over the top exotic. The guy is a wrestler, you know what I mean? So what they do is they kind of show you them how they go through the whole performance center, and in Mexico, of course, and their performance center. Has five stages. They they do the working out. Mm-hmm. Then they actually show them uh, chain wrestling. Okay. Then they do Greco Roman wrestling. Then they do uh, mat wrestling, and then the aerial stuff. Five steps, and actually it's really good. They have it on uh, Netflix. James is saying that Check you, it could out. Say, you could say the same thing about the New Japan do- JoJo. Yeah, no, the, it, it's it's been done out there, but again, that's why Triple H has such a great mind. Because how is it that... he looks at everything at full circle. Exactly. How is it that everybody else is doing it and not us? Yeah. So, go. It was a little sidebar, but I was watching it the other day. I'm really hooked on it, though. So, um, and what's it called again? Uh, Nuestra Lucha Libre. Netflix, right? Netflix. Okay. Just type in Lucha Libre. And it should pop up. And you'll see it. You see Lucha Underground and probably Glow and probably all the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one's called Nuestra Lucha Libre. It's in Spanish, but it has the English subtitles. Little, uh, little tidbit. Kenny King is in the first episode, but oh, he's nice. taking pictures with like the little Mexican people. They oh, want nice, to take a picture nice, with. Nice, nice. So uh, the main event time are Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, which the fans booed right <sighs> off the back. But we know until that. Braun Strowman's music hit. Yes, and he went into the ring and called um, Brock Lesnar a Beastie Boy, and then there's chance of Beastie Boy to Brock Lesnar, mm. and he pretty much declared that whoever wins this match, he was going to cash in money in the bank. Yes, he did. Um, this match definitely didn't last long either. Um, the match went six minutes and ten seconds. It was smart in the WWE's part. If we've been crapping on WWE booking, but I will give them credit in this for this one. Vince worked the audience because they knew that the fans were gonna shit on this match. Mm-hmm. That's why they sent at they sent Braun Strowman out to like kind of distract the fans. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna catch in. He's gonna catch in. Like, let's get this match over with, mm-hmm. and let's get Braun in there. And instead. He worked the audience. Uh, Brock Lesnar ended up taking out Braun Strowman, throwing the money in the bank briefcase, like launching it to like the entrance ramp. And, um, you know, Roman Reigns with the spear ended up winning. Do you think he needs a better finish? No, I think his spear is pretty devastating. The only thing with me was, when it comes to him, is just based on his prior matches, Brock Lesnar kicks off of kicks out of these spears. So yeah. I feel like he should have hit more than one. Okay. That was my only issue with it. And I mean, whether you like whether you like Roman Reigns or not, 
I mean, at least for now, we're going to get the title every Monday Night Raw. We're yeah, see the we'll, we'll get to see it. We'll get to see the champion every Monday night. Um, you know, and, and kind of when I saw the ending of, of SummerSlam, I was like, damn, this was a pretty good show. But I didn't necessarily know how I felt about the ending because we, I did, I personally predicted that Brock Lesnar was going to win. Uh-huh. Um, just thinking like, hey, well, how dope would it be if he takes the title of the UFC and then wins the UFC heavyweight championship or whatever? Mm. Obviously, that didn't happen. So I, after sleeping on it, I'm like, you know what? I'm not really upset that Roman Reigns won. Keep in mind, the last time Roman Reigns was world champion was when Seth Rollins beat him for the title and then Dean Ambrose cashed in on him. That was in 2016. Wow. In between that, he was United States champion. He was Intercontinental champion. He did uh, have universal title matches, but... It's been a while since he's whole D mm. title. You know what I'm saying? Um, and completely cyborg. When I was watching Raw on Monday, seeing him come out with the title, I was looking at the championship. I'm like, you know what's the biggest issue on that title besides people being disappointed that it looks a very carbon copy of the of the WWE World Title, except it has a red strap. Yeah, the red strap is too red. If it was. A, a, a shade darker, maybe mm. a burgundy, like muted a little bit, maybe a burgundy, maybe even going to a brown. I feel like people would have a different response to that championship. It's too red. The tag titles have a darker shade of red, so maybe if they went even a little bit darker shade of red, like even darker than the raw tag titles, like a lucha underground type of red feel, just a little bit darker. Yeah. I feel like maybe that title would be more accepted. Okay. Because it's too, too red. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sad to say this, but, you know, just watching it on Roman Reigns, I'm like, wow, this belt is really red because, you know, you don't see the title all the time. That title's been yeah. kind of ghost for a while since Brock Lesnar yeah. had it. So for those that didn't watch Raw, uh, Roman Reigns put out an open challenge to Finn Balor because um, Finn Balor never had a, a universal title rematch. Rematch, yeah. And then in the main event, uh, Roman Reigns and, Univ- and uh, Finn Balor had a match, really, really good match. Uh, Roman Reigns sells a lot for Finn Balor. I, I see that Roman Reigns gives a lot to Finn Balor when they've had matches. So, uh, you know, towards the end of the match, you hear Braun Strowman's music. Uh, Finn Balor try to take advantage of uh, Roman Reigns being distracted, but uh, Roman Reigns end up hitting the spear. One, two, three. Uh, Braun Strowman goes into the ring, gives a horrible boot to Roman Reigns. Yeah, it was bad. And he hands his briefcase to referee. Referee gives the briefcase to JoJo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun Strowman is gonna uh, cash in his money in the bank. The bell never rang. Yes, that's what I was asking you. Bell never rang. All of a sudden, you hear familiar music. It sounds like Roman Reigns, but it wasn't because it had the Shield's intro. Mm-hmm. Out comes Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in Shield gear. You have a picture up for the people that are watching us here on Facebook Live. They Beat the snot out of Braun Strowman. Put him through the table. The shield of old. Vintage shield. All right there, Michael Cole. We see the return of the shield, which nobody expected. No. If you rewatch that whole segment, Mm -hmm. the crowd was kind of mixed. There were some boos. Because of Roman Reigns. No. I think there were boos because people are fans of Braun Strowman. And if you think about it, Braun Strowman wasn't really doing anything heelish. 
Okay. So you what you're saying is you're kind of having that that mega powers thing where you're having a good guy against a good guy. It's more in the sense I feel like yeah, people were hyped about the shield getting back together, you know, because it's the shield. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But but, this, but not on Braun. But at the same time, it's like why Braun? Yeah, because people love Braun. Yeah. So there was definitely a mixed reaction there. So I did a post today, today in the morning, and if you head over to at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter. I did a post, and it's a picture of the of the Wyatt family. Oh, I have that one too. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and Braun Strowman. No Eric Rowan. So I put up the question, and you guys can head over there and, and check it out it's for right yourselves. There. He's right there. But they can also head up the page. They can follow the pages. No, I know. And like us on Facebook. Where, Mario? I just said it. Alucha Outsiders. Have you been paying attention? No, I'm, I'm past an hour 30. I'm falling asleep now. So I put up the question. Uh-huh. You know, with Eric Rowan being hurt, yes, Luke Harper now in limbo, the the leader of the world, you know, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy are no more. Mm -hmm. What if, hypothetically, you know, Braun Strowman and and Luke Harper get back together and they aid Braun Strowman and we have another Wyatt family versus S.H.I.E.L.D.? I mean, obviously this would be a different version of the Wyatt family because back in those days... Yeah, you're not going to get big country fucking... Eric, uh, Eric Rowan, but now no, no, big country Braun Strowman. Remember he had like no. That. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the original Shield and Wyatt feuds was Eric Rowan, Luke Harper. Oh Wyatt. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We never had this version of the Wyatt family with yeah. Braun Strowman versus the Shield. Yeah, w- which the Braun Strowman Wyatt family will last what three or four months? A couple months. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't last much. But I think this will be pretty cool. If they was to come to the aid of Braun Strowman and we see a returning Wyatt family. And it, listen, it doesn't necessarily mean, because I know some people might think like, oh, but that, doesn't that mean that Braun Strowman has to take a back seat? No. Because if you think about it, the Shield, all three of them talk. Yeah. Braun Strowman could talk. So you could have the same format for the Wyatts where, yeah, Bray Wyatt could be the one holding the, you know, the lantern, but all three of them could talk. And, and, and Braun Strowman doesn't have to wear the mask. No, no, not at all. He's he's bigger than that now. But now he has the aids of his former Wyatt brothers. Yeah. And you can kind of bring it back full circle. Mm-hmm. So. And that could lead to a lot of phenomenal six-man tag matches. And and I tell you this, it goes back to what I always say, we need to have more motherfucking stables. Mm-hmm. You need to. Because now these three-on-three, three, you can have them go whichever way you want. Uh, James is saying Killian Dane, Luke Harper, and Braun. What do you think? Ah, uh, especially the way the Sanity's booked. I don't. I don't want to see Kill- Killian Dane touch Luke Harper or no. Braun Strowman. And it's not because Killian Dane can't work. It's just they're treating Sanity like trash. And, and if we're shame. gonna if we're gonna see Braun get some help, I think it only makes sense. For it to be the Wyatt family. The Wyatt, yeah. It only makes sense to be Luke Harper and Branch and, and Bray Wyatt, especially because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. And I think this makes perfect sense. It puts them in a spot. It puts them in, in a in a in a spot where it's going to be it's going to grab a lot of attention. Well, anything else other than that, you need to explain yourself why you're putting them together. I think with the Wyatts, you don't you don't need to do any of that. No explain explanation needed. Mm-hmm. The uh, Christopher Brown and James are talking about uh, what you call it. Yes, adding uh, Ono to the Shield and Dane. Bray needs Braun and Luke at this moment. To be honest, 
Yeah, because you you can always do this whole man beast against the world, mm-hmm. but you know what? It'll be more interesting three on three. Like, okay, now we're leveling up the playing field. James is also saying she reunions to save Roman. You know, maybe that, that definitely does help on Roman's part, you know, because, you know, it, it, even Roman coming out to open up Raw, he definitely did get a mixed reaction. Yeah. Um, so I think putting him in back in the shield and the putting the Hounds of Justice back together it definitely does help out in his part. But um, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I don't think anyone called the Shield reunion happening. No, no. I don't think. And no if one, they did, they're full of shit. Yeah, I don't think no one expected it. But um, I guess we gotta wait until next week. Uh, what's gonna happen? Um, well, at least that's something that that we can look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, as you know, which way they're gonna take it. Yeah. Um, just to wrap up, um, before we wrap up, uh, this Saturday I will be in Philadelphia checking out Ring of Honor. Um, so if you guys are around the area, you head up ROHwrestling.com for more information. And I think that's it for us, right? Uh, you guys can check out at Lucha Outsiders. We were posting some pictures from Jim Neihardt's uh, funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some pictures on there. And also with uh, the IWGP uh, Championship. Uh, junior. Junior Championship, yeah. But they're having a mini tournament. It's Bushi, uh, Kushida, Marty Scroll, and Will Ospreay. Yeah. So uh, we're going to leave that up so you guys can see. And again, you can check it out every single week. We're here. But you guys can also check us out at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. And if they miss us here, where can they find us, Mario? Make sure, guys and gals, check out the podcast version of the show. iTunes. SoundCloud, it's going to be fancy Apple Podcasts. Tune in, La Mesa app, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five star, five star, five star. Single. Frog Splash, Radio View, Thomas Grease, Barry the One of Us. It will most likely be this old man over here. Also, if you want to support us, Douglas. Hiya, Douglas. <laughs> if you want to support us, head over to ColinNoblebrand.com. Use our promo code Lucha Rated R. We'll save you 10% on your next purchase. Also, if you want to support us directly, head over to LowsRadio.com. Not going to lie, wearing the glasses actually helps me see. So, yeah. Woo. Pick up a shirt, pick up a hat, support us. Pick I have a shit both. ton of bills and a puppy, and he has a shit ton of kids. Cheering. Which I haven't checked on them. I hope they're okay. No, I I'm lying. My, my wife got home a while ago. That's why I haven't pushed it. But, guys, thank you for being with us. Remember, share the video. Let the people know that we are here. We're here weekly, and we're setting up something for All In. So stay tuned. Like the page. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word to yeah. friend or foe. Make sure you like the Facebook page. You follow us on Twitter and the Instagram. And make sure, guys, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe yeah. to that podcast version. And let your voice be heard. Leave us a review. And Barry Leo. That's always fun. Yeah. yeah. It's all right, though. But, guys, once again, thank you for being with us. We're going to go ahead and see you guys next week. And Mario. Like always, this weekend, keep it rated R and stay to sweet. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about.